Well, happy Mother's Day, everyone. And oh my goodness, I wish we could be together today, but I'm so thankful that you've joined us. And man, we have a special day in store and it's already been amazing. I mean, having Rita Springer, uh, she was so instrumental in our early years, really, when we started falling in love with Jesus and just learning to go deep in his presence. So I hope you were blessed by that. I also want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I love moms. They bring such hospitality and beauty and grace and comfort and and wisdom into our lives. And we're so thankful for our moms. Um, you know, I know this day can also be a tender day for so many women as there's unmet expectations, ones who wanted to be a mom that aren't yet, or ones who've lost moms. And we just speak grace to where you're at today. And I pray that you will be able to find the grace of God where you're at. So bless you today. Happy Mother's Day. Okay, so we have a very special treat for all of us as really one of Stephanie and my heroes is with us. Um, I like to call her the hip Mother Teresa of San Diego. And this is Sherry Briggs. And um, and, and it's such an honor because uh, she is actually a part of All People's Church. And that gives us definitely some bragging rights. Um, I, I first met Sherry as we were starting the church and we had uh, been so blessed to have some amazing refugee families who had just come from Africa join us. And uh, we found out that she was leading an organization called Bridge of Hope and had really learned how to minister to and partner with uh, refugees. And so we got to sit down and talk. And then later on, years down the road, I was so blessed when her and her amazing husband, Bruce, showed up at a life group that we were a part of leading. And, and we just had this great opportunity to become friends. And then it was just uh, a huge honor for me and Steph when when they made All People's Church their church. But we are so excited about what is happening in City Heights, right near our church, uh, through Bridge of Hope. And then so thankful that Sherry's really becoming a mentor to our church and helping us learn how to better work among, live with, and serve uh, those in need. But uh, Sherry, thank you so much for being with us. We just love you and are really excited about this this interview. And so why don't we just start with some kind of introductory thoughts from you. What, what do you think it means to be a mom? And what are some of those most important characteristics that a, a, a mom has? Well, I would say um, everything comes from love. So love, the mother's love is the most important because love um, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, perfect love casts out fear. Um, you know, love is patient, love is kind. Uh, love trusts, it protects. So to me, the greatest, all of those characteristics that we need come from love. And um, the other part of that is the only way we can love is to be loved. And that love comes from Jesus and being with him and letting him fully in, accepting that forgiveness and his love so we can love others. Um, and the other, I would say, characteristic is gratitude, is just being thankful for, for being a mom. Um, the thankfulness that God, you know, thanking God for giving us life and 
others around us. And so just so, so gratefulness is, and then also humility, humility, because for me, I mean, I've learned I've had to own my stuff. You know, I have to constantly go before the Lord. God is always pruning us, right? So as we're raising our children, we're being pruned at the same time. So we've got to really have that open heart to let that happen. That's all happening in those early years and as we go. So we have to have humility if we're going to be so good. good moms. Great stuff. So I think many people, when we do an interview like this, they're seeing Sherry Briggs, the leader of a ministry, uh, impacting a city. But I think it'd be great for people to hear uh, that hasn't always been the case. Mm -hmm. And the more I get to know, the more I'm like, oh my goodness, you have an unbelievable story of what happened and where you've come from. So would you just start us taking us into those early years? Just get, give, a, give us a little background, the Reader's Digest version of Sherry Briggs' The Young Years. Okay, well, I was raised in a cult. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was raised in a cult until I was 19 years old. Wow. And my father was an alcoholic and very abusive. So those were my beginning years. Hmm. Um, I married at 19. 19. I had, it was a completely... Okay, no, none of our yeah. youth. Okay, that's not, yeah. that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, but I was in a cult. My, I didn't have the brain and, and, and the thought process as I have now. I was like a, a, a person that would have drank the Kool-Aid, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I ended up marrying somebody who was, again, very abusive, like my father. And I had a child and, uh, well, I, I got pregnant and my son, David, um, died prematurely. He was born prematurely and he died after a couple of hours. Um, and then, um, by God's grace, I was released from that marriage. Um, and then... Um, he wanted a divorce. It was it was a blessing, <laughs> and then basically um, I ended up meeting a young man. A couple years later, I got pregnant, and um, that was with my son Nathan, and um, he is who brought me the relationship with my son and the gift of his life is what brought me fully to surrender to Jesus. Um, and so those were my beginning years. I became a single mom. I was uh, waiting on tables. Um, before that, I was taking my son to work in a health food store and strapping him to my front or to my back and working and then waiting on tables. But in that time is where I really met Jesus. I really saw he saw me. I really saw he wow. provided for me because I didn't have anything but him. So in this situation and after coming out of the, the death of my firstborn, I had such gratitude for life, for new beginnings, and for the intimacy um, that had been created really starting in that, my young son's death, bringing that into my new relationship with my new son, my blessed gift, Nathan. Um, that really was the cornerstone of the beginning of the, the depths of dependence and love and intimacy with Jesus. Mm. So those were those beginning years and then uh, when, I, when Nate was four, I met, my, well, when Nate was three and a half, I met my husband, Brewster. We were both serving the homeless, and I thought he was homeless. He's a, <laughs> seriously, that is the story. And I offered him some food and something to drink. He, he's a surfer. He got out of the water. His hair is a mess, and he has guitar in his hand. Anyway, I, I, we met, and we were married uh, when Nate was four, and we started our life together. Wow. Okay, so, man, wow. so many things yeah. right there that I just, I... I wish we had two hours instead of 30 minutes. Um, 
it seems like one of the uh, things that we're going to be unpacking is in the midst of disappointment or pain, that's where you met God. Yes, very much. So, uh, I know that listening today are numerous moms who's, who've either had a miscarriage or a stillborn child. Um, and it seemed like you were saying kind of out of that experience, yes. there was some things that God was doing in your heart. And Yes. So as you, you know, I had come out of a cult at that really yeah. close to that. I, I, I didn't know who my father God was really. Okay. So at that point, I began to really learn about the love of a Heavenly Father. He just visited me. He's near to the brokenhearted. Okay. He's near to those crushed in spirit. So he was pressing in. Hmm. And those, all I can say was that it was just the beginning of experiencing the radical love and presence of God in the worst place. I was in the hospital hemorrhaging for a month. Hmm. And yet God was so near me. And uh, it was... It, it was, it changed my life. Mm -hmm. I began to trust him mm -hmm. in the darkness, really. And then mm -hmm. I'm hearing something about you have a child, you're not married, you're single mom. Yes. And yet I'm, I'm, I felt like I was hearing something about you really learning God's heart for you through yes. that experience as a single mom. Or yes. take, take us into that. Cause well, I yeah, know it was beautiful. You said I, in that season, I, I realized that God saw me. Beautiful. Yes. Well, I really feel like give my son the gift of his life as a single mom. Mm -hmm. Okay, not ideal, but God blessed me. God mm -hmm. blessed me with this child. And in that, um, I began to experience that. Uh, just, I experienced love. Mm -hmm. I just, in this relationship with this gift, I began to experience his love for me, God's love for me, because I was seeing a child that I was in love with and I would die for. So the connections were coming together of how God created me to be in relationship with him through the gift of my child. Does that make sense? Because growing up in a cult, it was all fear-based and taskmaster. And, and you're never, you're, you're scary. You're, you're always afraid you're going to be kicked out of the cult or you have to obey. So here I've got this loving father who's accepting me and loving me and blessing me with this gift. And so I saw God saw me. And then when he began to provide for me, and taking care of me and Nate, I saw, you see me, you love me, you know me. And then my heart just, it was his. It was just his. And that, that's how that was. So I, I'm just really hearing that so many times in imperfect circumstances, yes. God was meeting you in the middle of them. Yes. And mm -hmm. teaching you about who he is. Yes. Letting you understand how loved you were, yes. and as you were understanding God's great love for you, you were falling more in love with Him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, he had my heart. He wow. was my champion. Okay, so then I think a, another thing that many people can can relate to is then the next season is now you're a, a blended family. Yes. So I married Brewster, uh -huh. and he had two boys, eight and ten. I had my son Nate, mm -hmm. and then we had Emily and Lily mm -hmm. soon after. So we had to blend it. His, mine, ours. Yeah. <laughs> any any thoughts from the heart of a mom from a, a blended family? Oh. Hmm. Great. Um, what an honor and a privilege to, to be able to love and care and just minister to 
to children. You're, 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 I, don't, I never called my kids stepkids. I don't like to use the term, but what a blessing and a privilege. Um, and yes, it's mm-hmm. difficult. It's, you know, you, you, you have to be so abiding in the vine to just hear God's voice and to, because you've got two families, you've got three families, you've got all these dynamics and it's, it is hard on the kids and it is hard. So in that we saw so much grace and so much love and so much family come together. And yet at the same time, it is just something that really keeps you on your knees and seeking the Lord. But what a privilege. I love that. I love that you just said to minister to children. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a great phrase. They're, they, they're, they're gifts. Children are a gift, God says. Amen. They're beautiful. Okay, and then you sent me a blog post the other day. I love getting to read your writing, and I was uh, just blown away by this story of now you have this blended family. Yeah. And it's not happily ever after because you have this crazy experience mm-hmm. that happens. T- t- yeah. Take us into okay. that that episode. Okay, I'll try to do this. Uh, so we were traveling. We come from a surf contest in Santa Cruz. Uh, that's just cool, right? <laughs> yeah, whole family. We gotta say, Brew's a, Brew is a professional surfer. Well, he was, was on the Win and Sea, you know, Win and Sea surf team. He still is wow. lifetime member. So we were. We lived in Oregon at the time, another whole great story, but we had gone down to Santa Cruz and um, went to the contest, headed back to Oregon. And basically what happened was we were heading down Highway 97 on a two lane mountain pass and Brew was driving, I was in the passenger seat and yes, we had let our kids out of their seatbelts. They had been in there for hours and hours and hours and you said hip, I'm a hippie. So that (laughs) happened. And, and so they were laid out and, you know, we're going to, we got two more hours to go. And a man pulled into our lane, heading right towards us on a two lane highway. Mm. We're going 65 miles an hour. He pulls into our lane and we hit him. We flew straight up in the air. We flipped through three times and me and all three of my children, Lily two, Nathan 11 and Emily five all flew out on the highway and landed on the... Fly out of the car. We flew out of the car and landed on the highway. And then my husband ended up on the other wow. side of the highway under the van. And Eric was still in the van, who was 15. Oh, my goodness. And he had a seatbelt on. And we... It, it was... Yeah, so we all flew. We all flipped. We all hit. We were, And when I landed on that highway, and there's mm. so much to this story I can't get into, but when I land on that highway, I looked down at my legs... And I, they were bloody, and I, I was like, and I saw Lily next to me, he was two, and I saw Nate here, and then Emily was far, and I couldn't get to her. And I, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, no weapon formed against me wow. will prosper. I can't well, you convey. You spoke that. I did. It, the biggest miracle of, besides my family being saved and spared, was the Holy Ghost in me raising up and just taking over. So it's like changed my whole life because I was not me. I got my daughter on my lap and she had not one, she flew, my two-year-old, I put her on my lap and she was just no cuts, no blood, no nothing. I had, so she flew out of a car. We all flew. But there's no scrapes on her. No, on her. 
Nathan was next to me. I put my hand on him. He was squirming. He was scra scraped up on one whole side. Emily was, I don't know, she was about another 20 feet away, 25 feet. And I said, Emily, where are you? Or, Emily, Emily. And I didn't hear her. And I said, wake up in the name of Jesus. And I heard her yell. And then I was like praying. And I, I had my babies. I, 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 people were coming out of their cars. They're all around me. They're praying for us. They're interceding. Um, I did not know where my husband was. My, my, my son Eric got out of the car and he's walking around on, on, and I'm like, get your shoes on. I remember his feet, his bare feet. There was glass and metal everywhere, you know. And then they found, he found Brew. Brew was under the van, his head being missed by the wheel well uh, by like a half of an inch. He was unconscious. He tried to start lifting the van off of his, of his dad. The guy behind him came he helped another guy. They got his son, Eric, Brew's son, Eric, pulls Brew out, and he's unconscious, but he's alive. And ambulances came, but we all made it to the hospital. My children were all examined. They were released that night after flying 50 feet plus in the air and landing on the concrete. Um, they had a couple patches of gravel, um, some minor just scrapes. I had broken bones, numerous, but I had the fire of God. <laughs> uh, I was, it was just the most incredible miracle. There was out, not an ounce of fear. And my husband had a brain injury. He was unconscious for a few days, but he came out of it. And from that point, something changed in our lives because we saw that greater is he who is in us than he is in this world, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that even though our armor got radically being dinged up, and I have a lot of scars and so does Brew to show it, and we deal with little quirks, we overcame by the angelic host. What's that scripture? My maker is my husband, says the Lord of hosts. I mean, he mm. encamped us with the mighty army. I want to say one more thing. My aunt Betty, 80 something at the time, 82 years old, was sitting in her house that Saturday before that Memorial Day. This happened on Memorial Day. Um, and the Lord woke her up to Psalm 91. I will give my angels charge concerning you. They will bear you up in their arms, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And she wrote it down, all of our names on that, and began to pray. And that's exactly what happened. And the reason I know all these details of how we flipped and how we flew and everything, because two weeks later, the insurance adjuster shows up at my car to pay us off for our van. That was total, obviously. And he says, I have a story to tell you. I was the guy behind you. I was the one who called 911. I was the one, my wife called 911. I put, picked the van off your husband. I saw the whole thing. I'm here to tell you every detail. Mm. And God, so God sent mm -hmm. a witness mm -hmm. to tell me what was going on. And my, it was my children and I are flying around on the highway and is God sending his angels to catch us and lay us down. So that experience of God saving us and having mercy and kindness catapulted us to say whatever you want with our lives. We're on your side, Lord. <laughs> well, and I'm, and I'm also hearing about your, your aunt. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we just think, oh, that's neat. That person's right. a person of prayer. No, no. because of those prayers yes. and asking for the angels of the Lord, there is no explanation of people flying 50 feet. Right. And so 
that assignment to be an intercessor for your family yes. is the very thing that first saved your lives yes. and then thrust you guys into this ministry that's transformed hundreds, thousands of people mm. now. And so I just, I love the, the, I mean, moms, this is one of the greatest takeaways is the prayers. Yes. Uh, no, no prayer is prayed in vain and it literally protects and preserves yes. our life. And then I love that I think so many times we feel so weak and this is the moment of of absolute chaos, weakness, destruction. Right. And yet in that moment, the Holy Spirit in you, just a fire yes. that you're quoting yes. scripture yes. in the scariest time. Yes. I mean, that is what we need to hear yes. in these tumultuous times we live in. Yes. And it's scary to raise kids now. Right, and, and, so this is and what I learned is, and I was so aware of, is what cannot be shaken won't be shaken. Mm. It just won't, it won't. Mm. So what are you full of? And God's grace, I mean, he, 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 you know, he didn't, that part, my, my, again, my armor got dinged up a little bit, but I'm here, right? Uh, <laughs> but what was in here rose to the occasion in a supernatural, radical way that that was crazy. That's what I hold on to in ministry and for my children and everything was that experience. I know, I know it's real. Sherry, I, I think one of the greatest messages that you have is really meeting with God in your pain mm -hmm. and being so real with where you're at. Um, I would love for you to take us into that. What, what does that look like for you? Well, um, May, I'm sorry, Mother's Day uh, 2015 was the last day I heard my son Nathan's voice. It was the last day I saw him. He died in a diving accident in Mexico on June 3rd, 2015. And I'll just, I brought this little picture because somebody gave me this after he died. He reached down from on high and took hold of me and drew me out of the deep water, Psalm 18:16. When this friend gave me this, I wanted to throw it across the room because that didn't happen for my son. Mm. And I was so hurt that my God, I, the one that has saved me and has become my father, I felt betrayed. But now I can say with all my heart that he has taken me out of the deep water. He has drawn me out and he has put me on the rock. I didn't drown, the waters did not overwhelm me. And in a matter of fact, um, I have never been closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm in my life is now because I felt like if I could explain it, when a bomb goes off, there's pieces like the destruction is massive and the pieces that it destroys are everywhere. And that was my heart. It was blown up. It was everywhere. But yet now I see that God was gathering and had gathered and was the one who could gather all the pieces of my heart and hold it. And so these hands that have contained me, my heart, my love, my life, my brokenness, my longing, um, he created us, he got his hands dirty, he's holding my brokenness, his hands are holding, his bloodstained hands are holding me. That is the most beautiful and intimate, deepest place I can go as an individual, is right into the center of him holding all the parts of me. And no one has been able to, and no one can, and only him. So 
the intimacy and the depths that have come out of this sorrow are unexplainable. Um, so my heart longs for people to embrace their sorrow and embrace their pain because it's actually going to pull them into so much more. So let, let me just stop you on that okay. for a second because I've, you know, we've been friends for a while. Mm -hmm. um, this wasn't a three-month process, right? When you're talking about It'll be five sorrow. years. So this has, for the first year and a half, I felt fully betrayed. I had no comfort. Zero. A year and a half. A year and a half. I was in a desert until the Lord spoke to me. And he told me that he loves me. Well, he said, I have compassion on you. I see you. And when the Lord speaks, you know. Because it changes everything in an instant. They weren't words. I knew. He said, I, I have compassion on you and I see you. And at that point, I realized, oh, you're here. You're not outside. I, you're with me. I'm here. Oh, so I'm not over here grieving. You're in my grief. You're, your hands are in it. You're in it all the way. And that's when I partnered with him in my grief. And that's where I realized that he bore it. Mm. He bore my grief. And his compassion is that compassion. I don't know what the Greek word is, but it's the same word for intestine. Mm. His gut pain for my pain. When I realized that I could do this with my Lord, then it, it changed everything. But it, it was the first breakthrough for me was after a year and a half. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this, this, is, this has been your life because so much of your life is spent meeting people in their pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of yeah. Bridge of Hope. Just to tell us a little about that story, because it feels like yeah. it feels like you've taken the way that God's met you in your pain, mm -hmm. and it's turned into your ministry of helping other people. Just walk us into that. Yeah. Well, after the crash. Um, I just began, the Lord just began to wake me up and I just began to journal and have actually pictures and I draw little stick figures and pictures of a house and, and filled with things that people needed and, and I saw like a playground and I saw food and I saw, and I would just journal and write and I kept those things in my heart. Like I just, I just dreamed with God and um, I just did that every night almost mm -hmm. for years. Um, and then, um, what happened was I was at a prayer meeting and some women had a word, they prayed over me and they had a word of knowledge and they actually saw in the spirit what this place was that I had been journaling about for all these years. And at that point, I just said, that's it. We have to do this. And all that comes from, you know, my being a single mom, my having needs, my, my seeing that God showed me, you know, the cross. He's the way, the truth, and the light, but it intersects with the practical and that you can't separate those. Jesus fed the 5,000. You can't just go and say, be warm, be filled, because I personally couldn't have handled those things. If somebody said, I'll pray for you, I, that'll be great, but I need a bed. You know what I mean? So I, I, I felt like my experience was really laced in with those dreams and those visions that God used that to create this vision. So Anyway, we just said, okay, Lord, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to help people with start over with the things they need to start over with. And 
I remember asking the Lord, do I, do I find the women first that need help and get the stuff or do you get the stuff or find the women? What do I do? And he said, don't worry about it. Seriously, that's the way it is. And he told me, just study the word of God, stay in your word and read the, bio the, the biography of George Mueller. He's your mentor. George Mueller is the father of orphans in the 1800s and he waited on God for everything and he didn't ask people for stuff or money. But anyway, things began to come in. Money trickled in. We had, Brew and I had no money. We didn't have a, a big business plan. We didn't have a map for all this. We just said yes to what we knew at that moment. And that is really how it began to where God used my experience with what I needed and how he met me. And that through what I was given, pots, pans, a bed, I saw him in it. And so that's why my hope is, is it Bridge of Hope, as these things are given, these are tokens of his love. He is the living water. He'll never run dry. It's like we hope that that has the same impact that people will see he sees them. So that's how that Oh, I mean, th that's just amazing. And there's always a story behind the story. Like anytime you see something great going on in the kingdom, there's a story behind the story. And I, I hope that you're getting this, this God doesn't waste your life story. No. Like he, he never wastes an experience and he can, re he redeems it. Yes. Then I love that you are spending daily time with God. Like that's such a, a message yeah. of yours and that God was downloading. And you said yes. for years you yeah. were writing down, yeah. then confirmed it through a prophetic word. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, you're like, okay, God, th this yeah. is from you because you're confirming it. But then I love how you said you didn't have everything. No. Like it wasn't like, oh, all the resources and... Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you just took the next step of obedience and then prayed wow. along the way. That's exactly right. Uh, and now God's just doing something. So it's been 15 years 15 and years. we have never fundraised. Mm. We have waited on the Lord for every penny and we've grown and the impact was never what I planned. I just thought I was going to deliver furniture to women, but now it's been the nations that we've been able to bless through lots of food and and basic necessities and become a landing pad for those who are in pain and have come from trauma. And no, I have never, I don't understand much of the trauma that our community has faced. I, I have not had to face war and things like that. But God has used my own personal awareness of trauma and, and abuse and things that I had gone through as a child for me to understand. And even the car crash, just understanding impact of mm. trauma, wow. even though God was faithful in it, I, there's still wow. trauma. Okay, so we now, God has used all these things to be able to let us just love the one in front of us and to be present and, and to um, just be there because that's how he's met us. I love it. I think a lot of people listening, Sherry, would say, wow, amazing, what's going on, Bridge of Hope, beautiful, but I could never do something like mm. that. Like, that's, that's not me, I'm just ordinary, I'm barely making it in life, I'm just, what, what would you say to them? I would say, you can do anything God's called you to, because he's given that to, he's given a God dream and vision to everyone. We're invited into where he's working and he is working and he wants his kingdom to expand. So whatever that is, you know, whatever you love, whatever your passion is, like believe God, you know, you're, you might, you might go in with your knees knocking, but go in because it's anything he calls you to is a God dimensional size thing 
ministry or project or whatever. So it's not going to work on your terms anyway. So just chuck it. If it, It's going to have to be on him, right? Because he gets all the glory then because it's not like, well, I've got an extra, you know, how much thousand bucks in the back, you know, in the bank, whatever, I can drop them. That, if that's not, like, we had nothing. We, we prayed in every penny or I, I don't talk well in front of people, whatever. It's, either did Moses. So it's like, just go <laughs> because he's going to call you into where it's not just maybe your groove. You know what I mean? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be challenging and that's what's going to create the journey of intimacy with him and he can get the glory. So the answer is don't let anything stop you. Believe God, the same God that saved my family in that crash is in us to do great things. He rallies, he moves, he parts seas, he moves mountains. Don't be afraid. That's wow. what I would say. Amazing. Well, Sherry, I wish we could have you for three more hours. <laughs> it's I mean, amazing. This is just incredible. Um, and so many things that I actually want to take and go back and write down that you've said and just, uh, you know, feast on that more. But, um, but hey, is there any last encouragement that you have for us today that you would want to tell people, just kind of, you know, look them in the face and, and, and tell them and encourage them with today? Yeah. And look, look right there okay. and tell them. Get with Jesus. Spend time with him. Just go and be with him. I know moms, it's hard. And, 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 mm. and it, it, sometimes you, you want to be maybe in the front or, you know, be with every, what everybody's doing. But I remember something that James Dobson said years ago was, as you're changing diapers or you're nursing or you're, you're in the back, whatever, that's worship. Use that as worship. Do everything unto the Lord with all of your heart. You will not be disappointed. Mm. But every, just get alone. If you, I don't know how. What I do is I put a blanket on the floor. I put another blanket over my head every morning and I go get on my knees. I just like, I'm here, I'm here. Just get with him. Just, you will, cause the fruit will come out of intimacy. The fruit will come out of intimacy with him. You don't have to strive to create. You don't have to strive to do, it'll just come. But he wants your heart. And that's what I would say. Amen. Sherry, let's just take a moment and let's just minister to people. Can we okay. just... We pray, we, we want to pray for you if you don't know Jesus. I mean, all the things that she's saying, it comes from a, a relationship with a real person. He died on the cross so that you could have him in you in the midst of the craziest yeah. trials and pain. You're hearing this woman saying he's been with her. You can call out to Jesus and be saved. We want to pray for you moms that are, are struggling and just trying to make it. There is grace for you. We want, to, we want to pray for you that are in the greatest trials and tribulations of your life. Hopefully you're hearing from the story that God is bigger and that he's not going to waste any of your pain and he's weaving it together in a beautiful tapestry to display his yeah. glory and to meet you in the middle. Will you just yeah. finish, Sherry, by praying for us? Okay. Oh, Jesus, just thank you, God, for your faithfulness, for your plans that they prosper that what you say you will do, you do, that you invite us into beautiful places with you, that you redeem everything, all of it, the worst. And that Lord, that, that you would just give a vision to each one listening that, Father, you are the resurrection God. You are the God of new beginnings every morning. And you're the God of, um, that bears fruit in our lives. You just, so Lord, bring hope, bring simplicity, bring just a, a release of all the burdens and all the fear and all the perfectionism and just let people just come to you and just take your burdens, just lay them down and just say, yes, Jesus.
you have more for me. You have all I need and surrender. We just thank you, Father, for the moms there. We thank you. Just bless them and give them hope and courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope Amen. that you're as blessed as Steph and I have been through this interview. Thank you so Amen. much, Sherry. We love you and we love you. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.